Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. This is the Reverend Francis Seaton, and you're listening to What the Actual Fuck. <laughs> Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck. Hey, what the actual fuckers? Oh, that was a bit loud. And welcome <laughs> to WTAF This Country Podcast. Now, firstly, he wasn't the year below our guest at school, and he didn't hang around with Darren Lockhart, but he does look good in a uniform. It's Neil! I do look good in a uniform. What's your favourite uniform? Oh, it has to be a policeman. Yeah? Yeah, I like to have a trench in. Do you? Well, you know, if you want to know the time, ask a policeman. Yeah. I was just taking I, my hat I off I always there. like to say, evening all. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask our guest if policemen actually do say that anymore. Well, I don't think they even did when we were kids, let's be honest. Think I think it's I just think. the Dixon of Doc Green. I think it thing. was. Uh, now, our guest this week is one of the cogs of this country that brings the richness, the depth and the realism, as well as also looking good in a uniform just like Neil. It's PC Duffy, only joking, PC <laughs> Weber himself, Liam Stewart-George! Yay! Hello! Hello. Hello. What an introduction. Firstly, I have to apologise for saying PC Duffy a few weeks ago. I honestly hang my head in shame. Where did Duffy even come from? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. And I, so I apologise, Liam. It's all good. It was. It only undermined all the hours of work I put in. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry. I'm fine. So we need to start straight away in uh, how you got the role of PC <laughs> what, Weber. What's an interesting question. Well, yes. um, <laughs> well, you have to. It's like one of those stock hat. You've got to start, haven't you, with that, that <laughs> thing? I can't. Yeah, people want to know how you became involved to be on the screen. That's Indeed. What happens. Yes. Well, I mean. I guess what I love about this country is it's it's very known for being a, a bit of a family affair as far as the, the Coopers are concerned. Um, but uh, I, I view myself as my brother's best-kept secrets because I don't seem to get a mention anywhere. So I'm, um, <laughs> so I'm Tom's brother, um, a.k.a. Tom George, the director. Um, right, now, when we, before we went on, online, you said... Uh, my BAFTA winning uh, winning brother. Now, is that how you, is that how you normally introduce him now? Uh, yeah, 
but I feel like it should be made clear that it's with an air of kind of disgust and resentment <laughs> rather than pride. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> the BAFTA we'll, went to the wrong person. Yeah, well, I mean, I certainly think so, absolutely. <laughs> um, best policeman in a, in a TV show, so... Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we maybe need to do that poll on Twitter and see I if, think so. uh, if you oh, like no. true. Put I you up against so. Luther. <laughs> yeah, Luther. Uh, what's the name? Tennyson. Frost, maybe. Yeah, Tennyson. Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, no, it's got to be British ones. <laughs> oh right, okay. Yeah. okay. But you look good in a policeman's uniform. If I hadn't known well, you were an actor, I would have thought you were really a PC. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you, you go. So convincing. <laughs> Um, but I was actually uh, not originally meant to play PC Webber. Um, I originally got cast in a very small role. You might remember in uh, episode one of series one, they're at the Scarecrow Festival, um, and there is uh, a scene going on, and there's a peasant in that. And I was originally cast as the peasant. And then, as I understand it, and uh, I should clarify, it was not my doing, um, the guy who was due to play PC Webber apparently broke his ankle. Oh, dear. Um, so I had nothing to do with that. No one can pin anything on me. Um, <laughs> so I got drafted in to, to do that and then was very lucky because I got on well with Charlie and Daisy and they, they built me up a bit in Series 2, which is very nice of them. So you, you have acting experience? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a professional actor. I've um, been doing it for about five years now. Um, yeah. So when you when you got the call, was it more of the fact of Tom coming to you saying, look, this guy's broke his leg or broke his ankle, do you want to fill in? Or did you hear about it and you you were going, Tom, 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 I want to do that, I want to do that. <laughs> it was Which way was it? Um, it was actually, yeah, it was, it was just Tom, well, it was actually Simon who, who suggested that, um, that I do it. And yeah, so Tom just messaged me and said, you've been bumped up. Obviously back then I I literally had, this was before anything had been shot or anything. So I had no idea what it was. And, you know, Tom's done other stuff before. So I was like, oh, cool, great. This sounds fun. I, I didn't realise it would blow up into what it has mm-hmm. now. So when you, uh, when you went for your fitting for your police uniform, um, I've, al- I've always been fascinated when it comes to these... I don't know if it's, it's disrespectful to call it a minor role, but... But you have to be, ob- yeah. You obviously have to look the part because one of the best things about this country is the realism. Like I said in your intro, what did you do when you went and had the? Was it a real policeman's fitting? uniform? Yeah, that was. Yeah, was well, so I, didn't, I didn't have um, a fitting before. I just on on the day I was shooting, I just turned up there in the morning. They actually had like three or four police uniforms of different types they've got kind of got the fleece version and the official version and, and the, the high-vis one um and i just kind of uh, yeah i just kind of tried it on um but also quite funny within that was that um the costume and kind of makeup department were uh, were quite funny and um it was i i actually filmed my bit on the very last day of filming and um she had all, she'd been given these, like, you know, those fake moustaches that you just stick on. Um, and I'd never met her before. And she was just like, all right, we're going to stick one of these on you. And, um, and when you turn up to filming, you've got to keep a straight face and just say to Tom that um, costume, think you look too young. So they've decided to go with one of these moustaches. <laughs> um, and Tom saw it and didn't get it was a joke somehow initially. And we're just like, no, 
Absolutely not. We're not. We're not having you wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> you look like one of the village people if you had a moustache like that. That is exactly what I look like. <laughs> so, how long were you? I mean, you said you were there for the last day of filming, but from series one, you you had the peasant role. Were you were you about for filming for quite a while? Did you see other episodes being filmed and things? No, literally nothing. So I, I didn't do the peasant bit. I just did the policeman. Right. Um, and. Uh, I think the peasant was done by a member of the crew in the end, to be honest. Um, I was literally there for a day. So right. I got the train from London to the Cotswolds, um, got fitted, did everything like that. And then, yeah, it's because it was such a small bit. It was just that little bit where I'm talking to Charlie and um, and they had the two cameras set up. So we did it in about half an hour, 45 yeah. minutes. Really? So how many so takes? Really- how many takes did you do of that particular scene then? I think we did four, five, not very many. Right. Um, but I'd never met Charlie or, or any of them before. Uh, so that was, a, that was a good introduction as well to their balmy approach to stuff. Mm. Absolutely. Did you, um, so did your brother let you have a sneak peek of Series 1 before you actually acted in it then? No, he didn't really. So you I'll were a regular sort of punter when you first saw it then? Yeah, yeah, I hadn't. I think he'd no, I think I think on the day they they showed some kind of rushes of it in, in the trailer, like immediately after it was shot. But then I didn't see any of it until the um to the actual thing. There were very few perks to being the brother of the director, I'll be honest with you. He really doesn't let me in on a lot. <laughs> so you oh, oh no, I was gonna say so you've got no insight into what happens in series three or anything like that. Or the special. Un- that's unfair to ask you something. Will PC like Webber be in it? We can ask that. Well, well, you might let us know, you might not. I mean the thing is you had a very you had a very pivotal part to play in series two, into the in the whole storyline of series two. So and like you said, you were you came into the first first go if you like without knowing anybody did you get to know them a little bit better when you got into series two yeah yeah i did um so my family the george family are quite quite big and we've got a lot of guys so we actually have a family football match quite a lot and simon has now become an honorary member of the family and comes (laughs) along and plays with us um and we've tried to get charlie along but he's always unsurprisingly busy with other jobs um, but yeah, so I know Simon quite well, and then um, yeah, Daisy and Charlie just met them a few times, and they've just been really like nice and welcoming, and, and were quite like I think it was after the um, the screening of series one before it had even aired that Charlie kind of turned around to me and said, "Look, you know, we'd love to get you involved in series two, so have a think, and we've got some ideas, and we'll have a we'll have a chat about it." So it's a really open process, which I think is quite unique mm. in, in the, yeah. Right, right. So what were your initial thoughts when you saw Series 1 then? Oh, like, loved it. Had had no idea what to expect with it. I'm trying to, the thing is, it feels like a long time ago now. It does. I can't really remember Series 1 that well. Um, but yeah, just, like, yeah, really special. And what was amazing is that what, what they do brilliantly on set is that you just feel like you're, you're mucking about. Like, they, they, they obviously take it, you know, seriously, but the general feeling on set is that people are laughing the whole way through. Mm. And it's this wonderful thing that you just feel like you're kind of having a laugh. And then you see what they've created and you're like, wow, 
they, they really know how to get the best out of their actors and, and, and yeah, performers and writers. It's amazing. Well, the one thing that you notice on, online is that people are clamouring for things like outtakes and bloopers and, th- and, and waiting for the DVD to come out because they want to see the outtakes <laughs> and the bloopers. But there doesn't ever seem to be any that come up online or anything. What was it like? Did you encounter a lot of bloopers and mistakes while you were filming? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I've actually I spoke to, to Tom about it a while ago, and um, and his view on it, and I'm kind of with him on this, is that a lot of the bloopers just aren't as funny as the actual <laughs> as the actual show. Right, right. Um, and there are certainly kind of a few, and a few have cropped up. Um, and in so in um, I'm, as I'm sure you know from speaking to people, what what you normally do is you do a couple of clean takes and on script, and then you kind of have a play around with it. And the one I'm waiting to surface, because it must exist somewhere, is um, in the police interview scene in series two. They were like, all right, you know, police have to do that thing in interviews where if the person they're speaking to is doing something, they have to say, you know, for the benefit of the tape, Kerry Mucklow is. And they just gave Daisy free reign to do whatever she wanted. And as I'm sure you can imagine, she did do whatever she wanted she had the bin on her head i think she licked a wall at some point <laughs> and i just had to watch and just go for the benefit of the tape Kerry mucklow is licking the wall right. um so there, there are a few bits but no i don't know so yeah. how, how are you with corpsing then did you do you do you corpse are you quite easy at corpsing or yeah, yeah. right and particularly with daisy cooper in the room just because she so the um the bit where she talks about the raggy dolls um, that was killer. Right. Because in the script, it was just, she says, oh, you know, like the raggy dolls, and I just cut her off. And a couple of takes in, Tom was just like, don't stop her, just let her hang herself. And didn't tell Daisy. And that's the take they used, was just Daisy going off on this long <laughs> stream of what the raggy dolls was. Um, and it was just, yeah, so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah. I don't know how they get it done because also corpsing is helped by being a bit nervous and I I only had a couple of days on set so I was mm. nervous at points but how how those two in the vicar get anything done I've got absolutely <laughs> no idea. So did you get to meet a lot of the other cast members then when you were on set? Again, not not hugely on set. Um, Paul Chahidi is is the one I want to meet along with Big Mandy, of course. Mm. Um, but no, because, because they, they do it in very specific sets. I've only I've met, um, yeah, Charlie, Daisy, Paul Cooper, and that was really it. Mm. I've met a couple of the others at the, um, at the cast showings and stuff like that. But yeah, it's very, very clinical, very, <laughs> very well executed. Um, yeah. So um, do you get any pointers in how to act and hold yourself as a police police person, policeman? <laughs> police person. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to be politically correct. Is it, <laughs> you still called police policeman, man. right? Uh, police yeah, man. I'm sure it's fine. Okay, thank you. So, yeah, I mean, we were very lucky in the police stuff we did because we had we were working with a, a police officer from um, from the the police station there called Sarah, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, we had the script all ready to go and I'd learnt the script and then they were like, oh, you know, she said she's happy to help us out so why don't we just talk through the script and she basically just tore it to shreds and said really? <laughs> we wouldn't do any of the stuff that was there. 
It, so like, I, like what? It, I'm fascinated now. Like what? What sort of things wouldn't they do? Just like minor details, but stuff that I think really makes a difference. So like um, initially it was like, you know, j- just to clarify, you're happy for these cameras to be in here because obviously they're filming in there. And she was like, no way you'd be saying that in the room. Like that would all be pre-prepared. And, and also just little bits of spiel that she gave us um, about like, do you want a lawyer? That, that aspect of it. She was like, you have to say that. So she was really brilliant for that. Um, and that, that definitely helped and helped me. Uh, and it also helped my character because she was like, oh, if you were actually a police officer working in this station, you would just have the shit ripped out of you because you look like you're about 12 years old. <laughs> so right. we'd just be taking the piss the whole time. So I felt like that informed quite why PC Weber was so bad at his job and unable to even get anything out of Kerry Mucklow, mm. arguably, you know, not not the most uh, intelligent of individuals. So you'd be spending half your wages on false moustaches if you were working yeah, in the police station. That's what I was going to say. Exactly. As soon as she said that, you should have run back to the lady and got the false moustache. Yeah. Or a beard. I know. No. I, just, I just wished... Did anyone take, like, a, a production photograph of you with the moustache on? There, I, weirdly, so I was on one of these um, uh, fan groups or whatever it is earlier because I've been... I was trying to touch up for the test you do at the end, and I'm absolutely buggered for it. But um, <laughs> right, okay. there was a little like slideshow of I production saw that. Yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And one flicks up momentarily with uh, with me in a stupid moustache. Really? If you track back through, you will gonna, find that photo. I'm going to have to. Yeah, because someone. I don't know if you've mm. seen that yet. Somebody put it. Uh, Simon. Duffield put it up on That's right, the, um, the YouTube video with all the yeah. shots. We'll have to have a look at that. Yeah, yeah we but will. I'm going to have to scour through that now and find that because I'm just fascinated to see what you just how many years it puts on you. That's what I want to see. Yeah, all we're asking is for you to actually grow one now, Liam. <laughs> Honestly, if I could, I would happily do it. <laughs> so what I'm hoping now is that Series 3, there'll be like a 15-year time jump. Kerry has had 15 years in prison. And to to get out of prison, there's there's PC Weber with a fully grown DCI mustache. Weber. DCI Weber now, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's running the joint, isn't he? He's running the joint. Is that what they say? I don't know. I've watched too much Luther. Have you been speaking to the producers? Did they tell you about that? Yeah. No, we're just we're just pitching anything now. We're, we're, yeah, literally every time we have a guest in now, we keep asking what do you think is going to happen, and we've got a long list of things that we think are going to happen, things that we want to happen, and things that we know aren't going to happen. So. But would be fun if they did happen. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So Liam, going back to watching series one and series two, then yourself, do you have a favourite episode from each series? Oh, that's a tough one. Are they, epi- are, they, about... are they the episodes that you're in that are your favourites? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, to be honest, final episode of Series 2 probably is my favourite, but only because of, of how they, they end it, because mm-hmm. I think it's wicked and Absolutely. so clever. And um, I guess a little tip that I can give you without giving any details is that um, the, uh, the script for Episode 6 was, was different to how they decided to end it. So that was a decision that got made in the editing room right? to to take it a slightly different way to how they intended. Um, and then from series one, I don't know about favourite episode, but my favourite moment of probably both series, and I go back to it constantly because it cracks me up, is when 
Charlie's just found out he's got into community college and he makes the vicar listen to that song. <laughs> yeah. And that absolutely destroys me every single time. Uh, it's one of the funniest moments. Paul Shahidi's face in that is just a dream, isn't it? it? Is. He's like pretending Especially to when the... Charlie picks up the cross. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's with Charlie all the way until he picks up the cross. No, put that down. Right. Okay. But then, fair play. You know, he does. Charlie yeah. does. It was one of the best bits when we did our live show um, back in March. We started off with that music and the, yeah. the, the laugh that it got from the crowd, uh, uh, straight away it calmed me because I thought, mm. these are the people that we need here in the audience because they, <laughs> as soon as they heard the music start, they all got it. Do you know what I mean? They all knew what that music was, yeah. how indelible it is to this country. Yeah. And I thought, that's all right, <laughs> we're going to be all right because we're surrounded by friends here watching this show. It's going to be great. <laughs> so, Liam, obviously being an actor then, where did you train? Or So, um... I've had a bit of a, a funny approach. So I went to uni. I did English at uni. And then I, um, I did a year with a company called Fourth Monkey, who do quite a lot of physical theatre, puppetry, stuff like that. Um, and then I've had the odd bit of, yeah, kind of part-time training with a brilliant company called uh, The Actors Class, who I have to shout out here because they taught me a lot. Um, but, yeah, I've kind of had a blindly try and find my way into the industry approach with uh with varying levels of success <laughs> yeah so is there is there a do you prefer tv film or theater or at the moment is this anything that you want to do <laughs> literally anyone who will employ me is <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. good by me no i i was always stage and particularly there's a company called frantic assembly and it's that style of kind of physical movement-based theatre without it being like dance or musicals. Um, and then I've done the odd bit of TV. I did a feature for Channel 5 News and I did a kind of live, I had a line in a live show on BBC4 that they did. Um, but yes, I mean, certainly with this country, it just makes you desperate to do mm. more stuff like that. Do you um, have a dream role? Do I have a dream role? Oh. Apart from PC Weber. Pardon? Apart from PC Weber. Apart from PC Weber, well, I mean... I mean, the offshoot, that could be an offshoot series, couldn't it? It'd be a crime yeah. drama from the, the you know, in <laughs> the The makers village. of this country. The new Bergerac you could be. <laughs> yeah. Instead of yeah, Jersey, I mean, yeah. it's the Cotswolds. Perfect. PC Weber spin-off would be great. I think that'd kind be fantastic. Kind of a la Joey after... Exactly. After yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, would you have know. it as a comedy, I'll... though? Would you have the spin-off as a comedy, or would it be a... Like it could be like a murder mystery, Midsummer Murders kind of thing. Light-hearted murder. PC Webber is there, and he's, he's, he's cracking skulls, and he's stopping the swans from <laughs> crossing the road, and stuff like that. It writes itself. <laughs> yeah. Particularly if it's based in the Cotswolds exactly. as well. Exactly. Yeah. Get on to Tom. Come on, tell him. We're giving him gold here. <laughs> We're giving him gold. <laughs> well, I think... I... I do think PC Webb is a bit of a funny one because a lot of the other characters in the show are are just funny. Mm. Like they've got some brilliant acts in doing it, and I I will profess that I don't view myself as a particularly funny individual. But what's nice about him is that I feel like he's one of the few characters who completely sees Kerry and Curtin for what they are. Mm. And so, whereas a lot of ones, a lot of other characters have their own vested interest. I like the fact that he's just a bit weary of it 
and he's just a bit like, I'm trying to help you out here, mm. and, and you're an idiot, mm. and you're going to stitch yourself up. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how much traction we'd get from a, from a spin-off series just about PC Webber. It could be, it could it be it specials, well, that's what it could. I don't know. I mean, look at Lewis with that Kevin Watley. I mean, he's gone on since, um, what's his name? Who's John Thor? Since Morse passed away. It's just the same thing that you could be under He's somebody's gone and done it. It's there. It's there. I mean, look, we'll give you that idea if you want. <laughs> yeah, it, you can have that. That's it's, nice. a, it's a gift to us. Um, so, <laughs> your dream role? Did you actually manage no, to think of anything? We, we... Yeah, we didn't get there. I, I jumped in. I'm sorry. No, dream didn't. role. I guess. I don't know. TV stage. It's, it's a tough one. Um, I mean, surely this is something I should have an answer to as well. <laughs> you would think. Uh, I mean, I guess like someone like I don't even know who it is. Is it M or Q from James Bond? Q. I mean, Q. see you as Q. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Ditch Ben, ben Whishaw and get me in. That's yeah. Nice okay. Thing. I yeah. could definitely see you in like a white coat, holding a clipboard. But Ben would be too busy doing the next Paddington, so you'll have to step in though. I think. Exactly. There you are. Exactly. Well, as soon as Daniel Craig finishes with Bond, they have a complete. Wipe everything clean. New Bond. New Q. Yeah. New Boom. M. We should be your agent. Yeah. <laughs> we, just, we... just me and me and Idris Elba. Hopefully. Look at that. That's it. I reckon Green it's going to be. Who's the guy who plays Superman? Is in Mission Henry Impossible. Cavill. I think it's going to be him. Personally, that's my. That's well, not my choice, but that's who I think it's going to be. Good shout. Because I reckon Idris Elba might be a bit too old now. Do you reckon? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. As Henry Cavill would just be such. An obvious choice, though, wouldn't it? And I think is he is he too muscly? And he was he was mooted before. Oh, was he? He was mooted right back when Daniel Craig came in. Right. So yeah, maybe you need like a more nerdy Bond. Yeah, Liam, Liam, there you go. How about that? See me, me already, Redmayne. Take your pick. <laughs> you could have the Bond brothers. <laughs> yes, yes. J- James and Jeremy Bond. <laughs> Well, um, they, my, my known doppelganger is... Did you ever watch the BBC sitcom My Family? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. It was the younger brother, and uh, I did once get mistaken in Edinburgh for him, so maybe we can be the unexpected new Bonds. Yeah. Fantastic show. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'm all with that. I'm all with that. The ideas we're getting, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm thinking of putting a copyright <laughs> on this episode of the podcast so that nobody nicks our ideas. Exactly. Quickly write them. Quickly write them. Right, before we go any further, we're going to do the test that you've been dreading. We're going to play Kerry or Curtain, okay? We're going to get this out of the way. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Okay. I'm I'm a a one-time watcher. (laughs) That's my problem. But but you've got a 50-50 chance of getting it right. That's true. So expect one of them. It's going to be interesting because we had... Ross, who is uh, head of the Dump Gang uh, Facebook page, uh, I think he got one, didn't he? Mm. And he is like a, he's a, no, or two. It was one or two, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he didn't do particularly well. We love you, Ross, okay. but he didn't do particularly well. So this is going to be an interesting, uh, uh, interesting... An experiment. That's the word I was looking for, thank you. All right. Here we go, number, number one. You know Len has got a problem with hoarding. That is curtain by that the van. That is curtain, well done. One out of one. Number <laughs> two. You don't need a hard hat. You need a hard heart. Oh, God. Ah, uh, Kerry? It is Kerry. Well oh, done. Two out of two. Number three, don't ever turn your back on him. <laughs> is that it? That's, <laughs> That's it. it. Don't yeah. ever turn yeah. your back on him. 
Oh, I've got no idea, but it sounds like Kerry. It's a curtain one. Oh, no. When they're going over the field with the sheep, the sheep oh, start coming over. Is, Don't yeah. ever turn your back on them. Uh, number four. Honest, honestly? Honestly. <laughs> Excuse me. Pronunciation. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, this guy's head is so large, you can project a film onto it. Curtain? That was Kerry. Oh, no. That was Kerry in the woods. Uh, and the final one, number five. We were all drinking last night. Ain't we all a bit worse for wear? Oh, that must... That's... 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 Um, curtain at the... Uh... Builders. That is it curtain is. at the builders. Three out of five. That's very that's good. That's very good, Liam. That's well worth done. a round of applause. It is. I'll take it. That's Has anyone got five? Um, I think we've had a couple of people. Yeah, got not very we... many. The majority get three. That yeah, is like three the average. Is the, is the average score. So that's not bad for someone that's watched it once. Well done. I'll, I'll take it. That's very, very good. Don't tell your brother you've already watched it once, though. <laughs> All right? Well, yeah. No, I won't, I won't tell him. Okay. <laughs> Or I've got a feeling that Tom's the other side of the camera and he's going, Terry, curtain. Yeah. <laughs> so, Liam, what have, you, what have you got coming up next, then? What have I got coming up next? Um, not a huge amount. I'm, I'm writing a lot myself. Um, I'm, I'm on the third draft of the play that I'm working on, um, which is slowly but surely going somewhere. And I'm, I'm actually developing a couple of short films as well. Um, because Tom's fiance also is a is a director, so um, I, 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 she's helping me develop some stuff, which is very nice of her. Yeah, brilliant. Um, but acting wise, nothing. Just waiting for my agent to ring, really. Right. So, with things like YouTube and stuff like that, as as an actor and somebody obviously like yourself that writes, is that a good outlet to put content up that people can look at rather than having an old fashioned uh, show reel onto YouTube. You, I mean, you can get a following in your own right, I guess. And I guess, yeah, in this day and age, like people are getting casting stuff by having YouTube followers. Proper casting directors aren't hugely interested in it, right? However, they they do take into account social media followers now. So uh, I feel like my my lazy 400 or whatever it is is gonna not get me many parts (laughs) but um no i've got a good old good old-fashioned showreel fantastic so um right it's a bit of housekeeping isn't it what's no no no, oh no no, is it not i thought you were edging us forward oh sorry pal sorry Oh, he was rushing me along. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, talking of dream roles, you said you like stage work. What, what, do you have you ever done Shakespeare and things like that, Liam? Yeah, I have done a fair bit of Shakespeare actually. Um, it's, it's it's been an interesting mix of stuff as well. I did The Merchant of Venice, Ooh. quite a tra- traditional one. Played which... uh, Lorenzo. I don't know if you know it. I'm trying to think which one Lorenzo is. He's he's the most one of the most boring characters Shakespeare has ever written. <laughs> he, uh, he's the one who like drags uh, Shylock's daughter away, but he just does absolutely nothing in the play. Right, he's completely wet. Um, but more recently, I did a Midsummer Night's Dream with quite a funky company called Action to the Words, um, and I played uh, a fairy in it, and uh, it was quite a physical role, and it was it was kind of quite like. What is it? BDSM? BS, what? BDSM. <laughs> really? All a bit of bondage. A bit of bondage. Yeah. It was, it 
was quite sexual. Like oh, really? Were just shagging each other, which is probably what's going on in a Midsummer Night's Dream, to be fair. I would have thought so. Right, what was the name of that company again? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to see if they've got any shows on. <laughs> yeah. They do. Well, they've just been in latitude, yeah. But yeah, so I do a bit of Shakespeare. Um, and then, yeah, I did a play about mental health in football, but where we created live football on stage, which was quite funky, without a ball. Oh, I was going to say. Okay. So how does that work then? Is it the same moves every... Every night, I suppose if it hasn't got a football, it's probably a little bit easier to do the same moves every night. Yeah. Well, we we did have a football for point at points, and even just passing it around the stage without kicking it into the audience was incredibly hard. I can and, imagine. Uh, I think one audience member did get a ball in the face one <laughs> night, so <laughs> that was less good. But, yeah, it was like choreographed movement and slow-mo and stuff. It was quite funky. Wow. Fantastic. So by the sounds of it, you're obviously a football fan. Yes. Uh, dare I say who it is that you support? Uh, yes. I, similar to my brother, I'm a, I'm a Chelsea fan. Okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> so, how do you feel about that? I know, apologies, any this country fans that aren't football fans, but uh, how do you feel this season is going to go now with a new manager and uh, all the turmoil that Conte had uh, um, sort of brought up last season? How do you think it's going to go? Yeah. I'm, I'm quite excited for it, right. to be honest. I like Sarri. I think his name's Sarri, isn't it? Yeah. Because he's because um, Napoli, they they kind of play the style of football that I think we should be playing. I just I I just think I've got no idea which players we're going to have left in our team by the start of the season. That's the, the worry, question. isn't it? Yeah. Well, it is and it isn't. Like Hazard is a brilliant player, and obviously you you, you want him in any team, but we do just kind of function entirely around him. Mm. And I think it'll be good to. Uh, to branch that out. It will also be good to play Fulham because I think uh, some fierce rivalries will begin to grow within the, uh, the, the this country company. <laughs> I think so. And a, a this country uh, excursion, I would have thought. Chelsea well, versus Chelsea, Fulham. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So is there any players that you think that Chelsea are going to... Because oh, it's, it's Willian, Hazard and Courtois, the ones they think are going to possibly go. Who do yeah. you think is going to be the big player they're going to bring in? Because I've noticed today that they've... Uh, that uh, Robert Green is having a medical with him at the moment. Wow. Really? That, yes, as a, as a backup to Courtois, I think. I was going to say, with the rumour mill is they're, they're going to be Czech. Well, also, today's paper, they're saying that they're putting in a bid along with Barcelona for Loris. Right, OK. Well, Robert um, Green is there at the moment having a medical, apart from, apart from Sky, uh, Sky I News. I can't... I honestly cannot think of a player I want less in my team than Rob Green. Than Robert Green. He is one of the worst goalkeepers I've ever seen. Yeah. I'd probably take Titus Bramble like, <laughs> as, as a player. And he is famously the worst centre-back ever Indeed. to have played. He's going um, to be like, um, what's his name, Richard Wright, that, was, that has been played, played for Man City for the last like six seasons <laughs> and, and has never played a game. Uh, yeah, He's never. like 40 years old. He even had the gall to go up and like uh, when they, had, they did the, the trophy... Yeah. It, just, it just makes me laugh. It just makes me laugh that you get. He's always so proud. He's like, hey, I'm Richard Wright. I play for Man City. We've won the league. And he's not played for like six years. Just what? bizarre. Still part of the squad. Well, officially, uh, isn't he? Officially, schmishly. I just don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> um, normally, we ask, What are your hopes for like Series 3 or the, the special? We could ask a question, though. But, we well, the, well, the thing is. 
I mean, you are sort of quite. You, you've you've got knowledge of things that that have ha- that are happening directly. I, I think. I, I genuinely do not. You genuinely um, do not. I, I honestly okay. don't. My um, I mean, Tom occasionally talks about stuff, but um, he he's quite cards cards to his chest, to be honest. I, I I didn't find out I was in series two from him. I don't think. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I kept asking him, and he was like, "Don't know." Right. So, I mean, obviously you don't have to answer this. Do you know whether PC Weber will be back for the special or Series 3? I, I don't. In, in, in all truth, I don't think they do. Like, they're, they're still working on all these things. Um, and I think, you know, yeah, parts of it are quite early days. I'm sure they've got an idea of where they're going with it. Um, yeah. So you want to know my hopes for it? Yeah. yeah. Where, where would you like to see... The, the characters go and, and so, I mean, we've always said that it would be fun for them to go on holiday or leave the village. Or a Christmas world. Yeah, open it out a little bit more, but what do you think? Yeah. Well, first of all, and I don't know how they do this, but I don't want them to resolve the cliffhanger of Series 2 in the special. Right. Because I don't... I, specials always feel like they exist slightly outside of the world of the series. But God knows how they'd do that. Mm. Um, well, they could go I back like... in time. I always said they could go back on the special. So it could yeah. just be there about their everyday business, but it's an escapade they had further back. It doesn't need to be set forward, does it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, who knows? Yeah, I kind of thought like they could do, like, you know, to keep it ambiguous, a kind of, oh, this is where we would have put Series 3, but due to legal reasons, we can't. However, we've managed to... We found some old footage from from whenever to, to bring it back then. I don't know what they'll do with it. Um, and then for series three, I think it was it um, Lee yesterday was talking about characters who haven't interacted before. Mm. I mean, Big Mandy and the Vicar, surely, surely that has to happen. Yeah, that is an absolute match made in heaven. Yeah. Mm. Um, beyond that, I don't know. I, I'll tell you who I love. I think. Um, Kaylee is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. In series two, yeah, probably the highlight is her walking down the road as as Sandy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Again, as, uh, yeah. Just absolutely cracks me up. So yeah, I'd like to see more of more of her. Mm. So um, I still think for a special is something like a day trip to Western Supermare, a day trip to the seaside, <laughs> because that way then you could get like like. Martin McClough is driving the, or, or the vicar would be driving the coach, yeah. and then they've picked, they've got Mandy wants to go, and Martin McClough wants to go, and and Kaylee and Slugs, and it's a way of getting them all together in one. Yeah, you can even have the other parts of PC Weber could be back there as a, a <laughs> you know, just a civilian. Yeah, he just you might bring a um, day out. Everybody could be there, and they just go to Western for Sophie a day. Sophie would be back. Everyone could be back. Wouldn't that be yeah. fun? That'd be good. Have you ever yeah. been? Have you ever been to Western Supermare? I don't think I have. No, it's in I've Somerset. To... It's in Somerset. No. No. Oh, what to... treats you've missed. Is it? Is it? Is it kind of? Does it live a few years behind everywhere it, else? It used to. They are bringing it. Yeah, they've sort of revamped the town a bit now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's still got the classic pier with all the penny machines. Yeah. And... But then that. I went that... to. Sorry, go on. Sorry, I, I was just going to say I went to Worthing a while a while ago, and I wonder if that's a similar vibe because there was stuff going on there that I was like. This this isn't modern day. What's going? <laughs> right, it's just 
It's quite Mainly, nice, though, isn't it? It's nice. It, yeah. is, it is nice. The pier, um, they had a massive fire a few years ago, they didn't did. they? And then they really revamped it and, and modernised it. And you have to pay to could. go on it now. You do. What a <laughs> scandal. <laughs> a whole pound, I think it is, to get on there. But, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, even if it isn't that special, you should take a day trip to, <laughs> to Western <laughs> Superman. <laughs> do your football, your football match on the, on the beach. On the beach, look at that. Yes. Just are. whatever you do, don't go in the water because it's as brown as anything. Well, yeah, if you can find the <laughs> water, it's not, it's not good for you. Never it. seems to come in, does it? It, it doesn't at all. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, Liam, thank you very much for spending some time with us. It's been a real pleasure to speak to you. It really has. No, thank you. It's been great. Uh, and we'll look forward great. to actually meeting you someday. Someday. Yes. Someday for sure. soon, indeed. And uh, forever, you will be PC Weber to us, not PC Duffy. I'm not glad PC Duffy. I'm glad that has finally been put to rest. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you ever so much for uh, for your time, and thank you very much for chatting to us about this country. Thank you. And everything else, Neil? Would you like to do a little bit of housekeeping in the right place this time? In the right place yeah. this time. <laughs> um, of course. So we are on all the social media outlets: so Twitter, Instagram, Facebook under WTAF This Country. You can email us at WTAF This Country. Uh, at hotmail.com uh, what else have I missed oh we're on Patreon just put WTAF where you can receive uh, donate towards our, keeping our podcast up and running and there is loads of rewards up for grabs if you want to have a look indeed for the for the top prize of fi- well, pri- prize, price of $15 a month sorry it's dollars it's an American site Unfortunately, that's how it, it makes is. it cheaper for you. It, it does. It's fifteen dollars a month. Uh, you can be like Lee last week and come and visit us in the shed and be on a podcast if you want to. If you want to, or we can do it via Skype, like yeah. we're doing with Liam. Absolutely. And also for all our other podcasts, please do check us out at pancast.co.uk. That's it. And also the uh, merchandise page is now up and running on the website. So uh, just click the WTAF merchandise. Lovely. Well done, Neil. Thank you. You're getting good at that. You're getting better every week. Absolutely. A bit of practice doesn't go amiss. It is. Thank you very much, Liam. Thank you, Liam. Thank you. See you you later. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And that's me, Pavo, and Neil from Pancast Productions. Go get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.